We go back the next day, and he, he comes running up to us, and he's like, I was thinking about it. Like, I was reading my scripture last night, and I put something into Google Translate, and you're right. Jesus was fully God and fully man. What? <laughs> and we're like, oh, like, no way. This is crazy. What? People of Christian City, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> just talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Here with you today is Blake. And here with you today is Shayla. And we are diving into our summer service series where we are meeting with all these teams who dispersed across the country for a three-week mission Mm -hmm. in various cities. And with us today, we have the Detroit team, the Motown team. We have Jonathan and Helen. Welcome, guys. Hello. Good to be here. Coming from Motown. Yes. Motor City. Y'all were kind of the what's what's that called when they're you like paved the way the oh yeah the trailblazers the trailblazers oh, the A team yeah. yeah. <laughs> some would call it that so because this yeah. this is the first year that we've ever gone to Detroit as a summer of service location so congratulations yeah you're among was, the elite yeah, just yeah. among yeah. the elite and it was very clear it was what the Lord wanted there's just great hosts the the bishop archbishop there just such remarkable community to welcome you guys in. And I, Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that's something we can definitely speak about a little bit later, just how welcomed you were. So, yeah. So I want to hear about your team, the missionaries that did go. And if you had, do you guys have any summer service missionaries join you? And if so, what was that like to have them join? Yeah. So we were split up into three teams. I was on a team with Michaela and Jack Collins, um, who was one of the summer of service missionaries Mm -hmm. and we actually worked pretty well like our team dynamic went pretty smooth Mm -hmm. I think me and Michaela being like like first year missionaries and walking the streets together was just like a really great experience yeah and then having Jack who's actually from Michigan who was able to bring a lot of like the history and was able to like kind of talk to our friends pretty pretty smooth and everything oh that's, that's great to have a local yeah yeah and so we had like great great times to just like talk about surface level stuff, but also like dive deeper too. And he, he did such a great job and McKaylee did too and everything. Yeah. Helen? Yeah. Definitely big to have a local. Uh, no, oh, nobody yeah. on my team was. We had, <laughs> let's see, it was Aaron and myself and a summer missionary named Marshall. So none of us were from Michigan, let alone Detroit. And everyone we met was like, where are you from? You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like, I'm from Virginia. I'm from yeah, Florida, it was, whatever. they didn't want that answer. It was, where are you no, from in Michigan? No. Yes, exactly. And so we'd be like, oh, like, are you from here? Yeah, how are you guys welcomed on the streets of Detroit? I know a lot of people listening. I'm so curious. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to know. one where you're like, huh, that's, right, an interesting thing going up to New Detroit. But yeah. how are you welcomed on the streets? I think, like, so Detroit being, like, a new mission and new location and everything, a lot of people were taken aback at first with just us like approaching them and everything. Yeah. And then it, it actually turned out to be like pretty easy. And like, yeah, one of the things was us not being from Detroit and talking about like our own cities and people were like actually like interested in hearing huh. about us and like where we're from. 
but it's one of the things I loved about Detroit too is like the people who said they were from there, like they've been there for such a long time and they mm. just like, they have like such this like great bond with the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It made it like so attractive to like live there too. Mm-hmm. A hometown pride. Mm-hmm. You were entering into that sort of situation. Helen, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think they sort of had this like rep, this like reputation that they had to uphold of being like Detroit, you know, we're tough, we're, we're different. And so I say most people I met at first sort of were kind of, maybe skeptical a little bit or at least like Mm -hmm. put on this tough guy face uh but very quickly like dropped that all those walls and let us in like family like right away yeah what do you think they thought of you right away because i mean we haven't we quite literally have no reputation in in detroit so what do you think they were thinking as as you guys were coming up wearing the christ in the city on your chest and what were their thoughts you think i think they were confused uh honestly (laughs) yeah they they were sort of like, I just got a lot of like, what are you doing here? Which was yeah. like a genuine question from yeah. them. Like, what are you doing here? Especially like in these parts of the city, what's going on? Like, what are yeah. you here for? Again, sort of skeptical at first, but very quickly, we my, my team and I were kind of like, we're just here to hang out. Like, get to know you. We're from Denver. Like, we're in Detroit for a couple of weeks. We want to get to know you, hang mm-hmm. out. This is what our mission does back in yeah. Denver. And they were like, awesome. Like, we're here for it. Join the family, hang yeah, out, yeah. kick it with us for a few hours. Yeah. That that respect of almost like, okay, you came to us then. We don't like you're not from here, but you mm-hmm. came to us, yeah. right? <laughs> and you're wanting to be here with us and get to know us. Oh, yeah. I love that. And and how about the community, right? The archdiocese and the priest. It sounds like you guys have had a very warm welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So one of the first days that, like, we were there. So we were expecting to come, like, sleep on the floor of where our house was at. And we went to mass one day and we're able to talk to the parish and everything the people after mass and they actually like hooked us up with some like cots and some like sleeping pads, just like stuff like little as that they were able to like come together and like give us like whatever we needed. I felt very, very like very loved and like everyone was just willing to just give. And it was just Mm -hmm. like such a great reminder that like our community, like our ministry is about community and we do that by like receiving community too and like being a part of a community and so Detroit was like such a great place to like be able to there to offer that to us mm-hmm. and everything. So to be received by them, that mm-hmm. was like part of the mission. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They, uh, I think they very quickly made this like foreign city to us feel like a home. Yeah. yeah the city we were sort of nervous to go to maybe cause everybody had said so many bad yeah. things about it and we're not known there and yeah, so we were going in kind of blind, and they very quickly made it a home for us and just provided everything we need. Like John said, like air mattresses, people cooked us dinner, took us out to dinner, brought us grocery shopping. Wow. Yeah. Donated, like, gift cards to us to buy food if we needed it. Like, everything, some things we hadn't even thought of, they were, yeah. like, taking that care of for us. That says so much about the city. Yeah. Right? The community feel, and, and I mean, just, yeah, the neighborhood feel, mm-hmm. right? Like, a place where you were new, and it wasn't, oh, what's the new people doing here? It's what are the new people doing here? Let's go, let's go welcome them. Let's go see what they need. And like, mm-hmm. what a, what, what a compliment to the city and yeah, the culture. For sure. Definitely. I would be curious to hear a little bit more about your time on the streets. What, if you had any like impactful moments or friendships that you had formed in the, the, the three weeks that you were there, if you'd want to share any stories from the streets. Yeah. So one of the days that we went out, it was like, the second week and we ran into these two guys, uh, Martel and Rondell. 
and they're just like sitting down having a good time and so we we would like just talk to him for like maybe 15 minutes it was just kind of like dry maybe like surface level stuff but and like they didn't have like any plans that day Mm -hmm. and then the week after like probably like five days after we walk out me Michaela and Jack we walk out of the St. Aloysius which is the parish we go and Rondell just comes walking by and he just says hey you guys just like before we can even like make any connections we're like wait yeah we met this guy Rondell Mm -hmm. and everything and it was just like the fact that like he saw us first and was able to like wanted to say hey was just like we just felt so loved and we ended up finding out that it was his birthday like two weeks or a week before and so we ended up singing him happy birthday and everything. Oh. And he just had the biggest smile on his yeah. face and the joy. And he's like, man, I love you guys oh. and everything. It was one of Birthdays. Mine. Yeah. The common theme here, man. Birthdays mean so much to people, especially when they're not celebrated at all. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Helen? Okay, there are a hundred stories I wish I could share. I think one... You can share multiple, Helen. You know, just limit yourself to one. Thank you, Blake. You're welcome. I think one that really stands out is our friend Kung. So my route was around a men's shelter, but they weren't allowed to stay inside during the day. So they would just Mm -hmm. hang out like in the lawn outside and within like a couple blocks radius. They would just hang out. And so we would hang out with them for hours every day. And this one man, Kung, we met the first day and he saw like the Christ in the city on our shirts. And yeah, we were very open. Like we're Catholic, we're Catholic missionaries. And he was just like, just like really took to this. He uh, told us he's Baptist and he's actually from Burma. So he, he spoke English better than he thinks he did, but yeah. the language barrier was definitely an issue. There was a bit of a challenge with a language barrier, but he just starts asking us about the faith. And so we're talking to him about Jesus and, and who Jesus is and who Jesus was. And the first day we're sort of, he's like kind of wrestling with us with, with this question of was Jesus fully God and fully man? And so I'm like, okay, mm. like here I am in a new city. I just thought I was going to like kind of hang out. And <laughs> I'm like, you know, we're like catechizing. So whatever, we kind of went full speed ahead and he's like kind of wrestling with this. Like he's not like he was God, he's not man. And like, okay, we're, we're turning to scripture. We're looking at it. And we kind of talk for a while and kind of just like, let it be, whatever. We'll see you tomorrow, Kung. We go back the next day and he, he comes running up to us. And he's like, I was thinking about it. Like I was reading my scripture last night and I put something into Google Translate. And you're right. Jesus was fully God and fully man. What? <laughs> and we're like, Kung, like, no way. This is crazy. What? It was always a new question. We talked a lot about, uh, about Blessed Mother mm-hmm. and just, yeah, like her her sort of elevation in our faith, but yeah, that we don't worship her, but that she is worthy of reverence and veneration, right? And so Mm. we would just talk a lot and and he was so curious, so like genuinely openly just like seeking, which was amazing. And yeah, so it it was sort of on the one hand, he was like really seeking the truth, which was beautiful. But he Mm -hmm. also just in certain small moments, like taught me so much just through his witness of like loving sacrificially and boldly. Like I remember one day, he had this friend that he would sit with, sit with every day who was actually from Mexico who didn't, also didn't speak English. So they could barely speak to each other oh, either. Wow. wow. And he was like, my friend, he got kicked out last night. So I slept outside with him because I didn't want him to oh be alone. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I was like, wow, Kung, like, you <laughs> love very well. And he was like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then we're sitting next to this man who's paralyzed. His legs were paralyzed, so like waist down paralyzed. And some like Salvation Army truck maybe came up and they were handing out sort of like hygiene items and... 
this man, Tony, who was paralyzed, really wanted some of them, but he couldn't get to the truck. And so Kung, like, stood up and put him on his back and walked to the oh truck with him. Oh, my goodness. And just wow. carried him on his back to the truck to get, like, a toothbrush because he was wanting it. So every date with Kung, it was, like, this beautiful, like, he was learning and seeking and asking, like, so humbly. And then, like, witnessing to me, like, how to love so boldly yeah. and genuinely and, like, wholeheartedly, you know? It was so beautiful. I'm crying over yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> and just his witness, like... He didn't even say anything. Yeah. He's like, he's just telling you what he's doing mm-hmm. and just showing you what he's doing. He's carrying him, like, didn't even think twice about it. Mm. Yeah. Throwing no, that man on his back no and going and get, it's like, even that just like initial, like, well, why would I think twice? He needs yeah. help. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think it's really cool to hear about how open to like, or seeking of the truth he was, but how open to the truth he was. Like when yeah. you guys like would point out, you know, it, was, it says it right here in scripture and he said, oh. You're right. So okay, humble. I do believe that. You know, yeah. it's like, su- yeah, such a humble disposition. Yeah, like he, yeah, just a man with a heart after the Lord. Wow. It was so mutual. Like, I got to teach him about the faith, and he got to teach me how to love. It was, yeah, a beautiful, like, giving and sharing. Mm-hmm. Man, that is so good. Mm-hmm. What was the big, one of the biggest lessons you, you think that you're going to take away from your friendship with him? I think, yeah, really just that sort of, like, to love unreservedly, like mm. not to count the cost. It's like easy to say that. And, and I would hope that we do that. Right. But like, yeah, like Blake said, he didn't think twice, like this was his brother. And yeah. there was no question of like, should I, will I like, is it annoying for me? Is he too heavy? Could I just get it for him? You know, it was just like, I will carry you with me, you know? And there was yeah. no hesitation. Yeah. I just want to be able to like be so given like that without question. So amazing. I love that. I want to turn that over to John too. Like what's, what's a lesson that maybe you learned or something that you're, you took away from your time in Detroit? So yeah, I have a story about one of our friends, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. We saw him pretty consistently over the three weeks and it seems like every time we saw him, he was able to go like deeper with us and was willing to just like share his life about us. And he shared some pretty like, like, deep stuff from his past and it was just like so beautiful to see him like get that off of his chest and be so vulnerable Mm. and like the crazy thing about it he was like he was our age he was 23 and it just like made me so sad to just to see like a brother out there like yeah but one of the like identifying moments was just like seeing this like we had we had multiple times when people were like actually come up to us when we were talking to nick and they would refer him and like us to like resources and then they would just like walk away and it was just like it was like yeah like it was just like re like just reinstilling in my mind that like okay like our mission is not just to like refer people to things but it's to be with them and to like walk Mm. them so yeah we kept and we actually referred him to like some places too like throughout the weeks but like we're able to like still talk with him And he ended up walking with us on the last day to this resource. Mm. And he like entrusted me to like stay outside with his, his like cart with just like everything he lived with while he went to go get food and come back down and eat with us. Which is a huge act of trust. Yeah. 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 That is not small. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just, I just, yeah. I just thank the streets of Detroit just like showing me that like level of trust and like friendship Mm -hmm. that he was willing to like show me. And I mean, Maybe he would have used that resource without you, right? But even there that it's like, that's not the first thing you offered, right? And maybe sometimes yeah. it is the first thing we need to offer, but many times it's not. 
right? We need to know someone to love them properly and serve them properly. And yeah, I mean, it sounds like he, it was, how many, you saw him quite a bit, huh? Oh yeah. Probably like two or three times a week. Oh wow. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was on the last day that he was willing to walk with us and everything. It was amazing. The consistency, even for three weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And the welcoming and the trust, man. Yeah. To leave your cart with someone you just met two or three weeks ago. Right. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's his whole, his whole house. Yeah. It's like giving someone the keys to your car with the U-Haul, U-Haul of your things and saying, don't go anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I want to hear from both of you to all of our Detroit listeners, anyone in Detroit, what you would say to them in encountering the poor in their area. I think like, just like the one thing that like sticks out to me is like, just be yourself with the person in front of you. They're not looking to like, to see like a perfect person. Like it's okay to make mistakes or even to say the wrong thing to them, but just like being able to like show up and like always see them and just like be present with them yeah, and just share your life with them has just like been one of the most impactful things throughout my whole year. Um, yeah. At Christ in the city. Yeah. I think, I mean, we already spoke to how they loved us and welcomed us and encountered us as missionaries going to their city. And so I think it is so clear that the people of Detroit have a heart for encounter. That was easy to see. And so I think just having the courage to take it to the streets. And it doesn't yeah. have to be anything crazy, but like you're walking to mass, you're walking to work, whatever it is, like allow that heart to be shown to our to our friends on the street. Yeah, just share your life with them. Like John said, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but a little bit about yourself, your name, like yeah. maybe you'll maybe walk past them, take that route to work every day. Yeah. I think, yeah, just being yourself because it is clear that that you have that heart for encounter. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Good advice. Detroit, thank you so much. What a welcoming city. So hospitable. (laughs) Right. Who would have thought though? Like, yeah, you guys going like, I don't think you would have even said that. Like I was expecting a hospitable and welcoming city. No, (laughs) No, Right. And so I think it's such a testimony. Um, And thank you to father Mario and sister Esther to, from the archdiocese who made this happen. We're so grateful for you. And father Matthew, the capuchin. Oh yeah. Very good care. And father Matthew hood. Father Matthew Hood. Matthew. Father Matthew. All the shout outs. Rocking it. (laughs) Y'all are the realest. (laughs) Well, thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in today. We hope that you enjoyed the stories of the streets from Motown. Oh, yeah. So good. Thank you all and God bless. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons, would say, If I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians in small groups across the country doing Christ in the City-style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. 
Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms, and do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you.